أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان في يوسف وإخوته آيات للسائلين إذ قالوا ليوسف وأخوه أحب إلى أبينا منا ونحن عصبه إن أبانا لفي ضلال مبين صدق الله We discussed this, this, this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif yesterday in the cause of discussing some selected ayat from Surah Yusuf. These lessons were discussed on previous occasions as well. But the need is to keep checking and reflecting, to keep analyzing within ourselves that how much have we progressed in terms of what we are supposed to be acquiring and how much have we managed to clear out of our lives those things that are problematic, 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 those things that are wrong. So Surah Yusuf has many, many lessons. The whole Quran Sharif is filled with lessons. Surah Yusuf has many lessons for us. So these particular ayat deals with the incident when Sayyidina Yusuf had now become the focus of attention of his father which is something beyond human control though Father Yaqub being a Nabi of Allah, Nabi of Allah, Nabi of Allah was totally just, totally fair to all his children but nevertheless this attention which is was the result of the natural affection which was more that became obvious to the other brothers and they became jealous over him. So this aspect of jealousy was discussed in a little yesterday that this is one of the major sins. One of the major sins, this is unlike many other sins, many other sins appear to give a person some kind of enjoyment for a short while, obviously even if it was giving some real enjoyment for any short while, that is the height of foolishness and stupidity that a person for a short while of enjoyment is prepared to risk his whole life, his life of dunya, he is ready to turn it upside down as a result of what would then follow and could follow as a result of indulging in those crimes and sins and risking his whole akhirat. So if there was some real enjoyment which is in reality a which is in reality a which is in reality a deception that there's enjoyment in it, but if there is some kind of nafsani enjoyment which is the kind of enjoyment that a criminal gets, which is obviously no enjoyment in reality. But shaitan deadens the senses, deadens the correct thinking, and at that time a person falls into the deception that he is having some fun and enjoyment but then his whole life gets turned upside down whatever was going well, whatever was happening in a calm manner, whatever was the respect that he was enjoying the love he was getting from his family, from near and dear ones the consideration he was getting by people 
whatever ni'mats were coming to him from the side of Allah Ta'ala because of the righteousness. But now the person goes and gets involved in something which Allah Ta'ala had forbidden. And all this gets turned upside down. Suddenly, his whole uh, family life is in turmoil. Then, person sometimes ends up losing his whole business. People end up losing their jobs, jobs, jobs. People end up losing so many things. And all that is minor compared to losing out on his deen, losing out on his akhirat. So in any case, coming back to the point, that there are certain things which appear to give some kind of enjoyment. But hasad is very unlike that. If there was a book that could be written about the prescriptions for, my, for being miserable, how people are looking for prescriptions of how to be happy, if somebody was looking for a prescription that he wants to be miserable, so can he be given a prescription for being miserable? So if there was some prescription that can be given, then the prescription would be to become jealous. So if a person becomes inflicted with jealousy, one pious person said that I haven't seen any zalim which is more likely that he can be called Muslim. That zalim, he is more like a Muslim than a zalim. He is a zalim obviously by committing hasad, but he is the greater Muslim of his own zulm because he gets hurt first by what he is up to. And sometimes the one who he is jealous over, it doesn't affect him in any way. But it is a immediate, immediate, immediate uh, zulm upon himself that he puts himself in that condition of being miserable over nothing. So there are certain things that are really prescriptions for being miserable. And many people feel the whole world is against them, there's a problem with everybody else because of somebody is this and somebody is that, but very often, very often, that problem is only within us, not within anybody else. And likewise is this issue when a person, when hasad and other such maladies afflict the heart of a person, then it, then it suddenly appears that there's a problem with everybody else. So now when everybody else seems to be a problem and a person is now being consumed in this fire, obviously he's going to be miserable. So if this is the prescription of being miserable, so obviously the prescription of being happy is to be a well-wisher for everyone. Certain things in its very nature are sweet. Sugar, sweet. Many other things are sweet, and there are certain things in their very nature are bitter, various bitter substances. Some people are diabetic, so now they are prescribed sometimes by Hakims and so on, things and so on, to have some of this very bitter things. Uh, there are certain twigs, the water of it, dip it in water and soak it in water after a while. Some people who took that, they say they, they taste carried on for over 24 hours, that bitterness on the tongue, took barely a few sips of it and they carried on tasting it. There's some medication which is for diabetics and so on, some powdery stuff and so on. 
اور ذاکر بہت سنتی ہیں کہ ٹھکی دے سیدھی کھانا نہیں جیت So if it was a little bitter and he put a lot of the sweet substance into it, eventually it will over, overpower that bitter drink also. That bitter food, the sweet substance that he added, that sugar he added, will change it. Sometimes there is this lemon drink that is prepared, but it's tasting sweet. It's a lemon drink, you see, well there's so much sugar already inside. So now it's lemon, it's meant to be lime, it's meant to be on a sour side. But what was added to it, overpowered it. And then if there's something sweet, but you added some bitter substance into it, so it just depends again on the quantity, but then depending on the quantity, it will overpower that sweetness. So this is in terms of physical things, in terms of physical substances, but the same is in terms of the heart. There are certain things which by its very nature, Allah Ta'ala has made it very sweet. And certain things by its very nature are bitter. For example, wishing well for everybody, truly, sincerely wishing well from the heart. When a person has this well-wishing for everybody, this is by its very nature something very sweet. And when he will become a well-wisher for everyone, no matter who it might be, he is wishing well for the person. So sometimes somebody seems to be getting ahead of him in something too, but he wishes well for him. Chalo, Allah Ta'ala give him barakat. Somebody seems to be, maybe he lost out on a deal, that person got it. My takdeer, his takdeer, Allah Ta'ala give him barakat in it. And in every day-to-day issue, he is looking at it in that angle, he is wishing well for others. What is meant for me will come to me. What is meant for somebody else will go to him, it can't come to me. So when he is wishing well for the person, he is adding the sweetness all the time. Now every time there is some, something that is now confronting him, he is adding the sweetness. So, insan is insan, there is a certain kind of, sometimes some, call it pain, call it some disappointment, call it some kind of, some feeling on the negative side. So this is like that, some kind of bitterness that came into the picture. But then he... But then, he, but then he's adding so much of sweet substances on the top, he's mixing so much of sweetness into it, by repeatedly wishing well for everyone, making dua for them, it will overpower that. So in time, while that disappointment sometimes, which happens, it's insane, he got disappointed somewhere. Some occurrences took place which became a source of some kind of hurt, some pain. But he keeps adding so much of sugar to it, so much of that well-wishing to it, that it overpowers it. And then sometimes Allah Ta'ala has kept everything so nicely, sweetly for the person. But now he wants to start adding hasad to it. So now everything was sweet, he is adding such a bitter substance to it now. So that sweetness also gets overpowered. So now the person forgets all the ni'mats and bounties that Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with.
Now that was all the sweetness Allah Ta'ala gave him, whether it was in the form of material things, whether in the form of other aspects, aspect, aspects, physical aspects, intelligence, whatever it might be. But now he is only looking outside. And he is now afflicted with this jealousy. As a result of which, he is adding this bitterness into the whole equation. And what was the sweetness that was already there, which was sufficient to keep him sweet enough, happy enough. By adding this bitterness, that got overpowered. So now, obviously that drink which was sweet, but now he added so much of some salt into it, so not taste salty then. So this is a sin which Hazrat Mufti Shafi compiled one booklet, Gunah Be Lazzat. Some sins, as mentioned, gives a kind of deceptive enjoyment. It lures a person towards some kind of deceptive enjoyment. Or a person thinks that he's getting some kind of enjoyment out of it. And if there is some kind of nafsani enjoyment, it's very, very short-lived. Which is a sweet poison. Once it has rolled down the throat, then the poison kicks in. So the sweetness is only to the extent of the tongue. But then it starts burning it from the throat down. But there are certain sins which in its entirety is only torture for the same for the person who's committing the wrong. And among that is the aspect of hasad. So this is a sharp this is a sharp prescription for being miserable. Like there are things to be happy. This is a short prescription. Malice is a short prescription for being miserable. Now these are the maladies of the heart. And this is where the importance comes, what we discussed yesterday. One is that either we don't even have the understanding and the knowledge of it that these are maladies, these are things to be rectified. We should be looking within ourselves to uproot these things, to, to detect it, to start off with. So if a person doesn't have the knowledge of it, understanding of it, where is he going to even detect it? The person can't, doesn't know that there's a problem, or what is a problem, how is he going to see that it's a problem? Then if you have the knowledge, obviously the detection is something very, very subtle sometimes. It's very deep, requires something very, very, uh, some expert detection. So sometimes it's beyond us to really pick up what's the reality. And then if that gets picked up also, but then it gets left there. The aspect of treatment that is given very little attention, whereas these are major problems, these are cancers, and once this starts eating up into a person, then all the good also gets destroyed. Gradually, it starts eroding all the good. Al-hasadu yaakulul hasanat. That's exactly the expression of the Hadith Sharif. That hasad, it eats up the good deeds of a person. Now, the question might arise, what good he did was a separate issue. And the hasad is something else. So it appears that the hasad should not impact on anything else. Why is the hasad going to eat up his good deeds? Kama ta'akulun narul hatab. Like fire burns up wood, dry wood, in a short time it's all burnt up and gone. So, what Hasad did was wrong, that was a sin, major sin. Why is that now going to consume up his good deeds? So it is not that by 
engaging in hasad because the person uh, started harboring jealousy, immediately all his good deeds just got wiped out. That's not the way it happens. And that's not the meaning of the, of the Hadith Sharif. But what is referred to here is that hasad eventually becomes the means of this getting wiped out. Now if a person starts becoming afflicted with hasad, sooner or later he'll get afflicted with ghibad. Now we were discussing about Yusuf, about Yusuf Salam's brother's incident, so they, so they got afflicted with hasad, what that hasad led them to? What kind of sins? The lying, the murder that they contemplated, the taklif that they gave. Now when a person gives taklif to somebody, he harms somebody. So now if he didn't make amends for that in dunya already, he didn't seek the person's forgiveness, didn't make amends and left the world in that manner. So that is not going to be just forgotten. There's going to be a repayment on the day of Qiyamah. So now he went along with those good deeds that he did. But for how long and how far? By the day of Qiyamah on. So now what wrong he did, the stem, it stemmed out of Hasad. So now he harmed the person as a result of the Hasad. So the Hasad was the root cause of him losing his Amal eventually. So though it's not that by merely harboring that hasad, all those good deeds got wiped out, but that's where it finally ends up. So this is the warning that is being sounded in the Hadith Sharif, that this is not just something confined to itself. It will impact very deeply across. And this is again, as mentioned yesterday, very, very subtle. That is why the Hadith, hadith, hadith Sharif, the wording of it is, Dabba ilaykum. Dabba ilaykum da'ul umami min qablikum. Al-Hasadu al That it has crept in like a little ant walking. Can't even detect when it came and how it came. So, this is that very important aspect of paying attention, making this a focused aspect that a person keeps checking, keeps relating his halat to whoever his seniors are, to see and check this was how I reacted in a certain situation, this is what I did or what I didn't do in a particular uh, event or occurrence that happened and what does this indicate, is this a problem somewhere, this is what my feelings are in regard to this person or that person, does this, is this a problem somewhere or is it just natural hurt or is it something deeper than that, is it just pain or is it something beyond pain, sometimes it appears that it's well, okay, this is just natural that I was now said something and I'm feeling that natural pain, which is obviously not in a person's control. He's not accountable for that. But sometimes that is what we make the excuse for ourselves. But it is far deeper than that. So all these things require that kind of uh, guidance and that analysis by somebody who can guide us. Then, inshallah, with an ongoing effort, these maladies get treated and with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala then inshallah the heart gets cleansed of it these are the obstacles mashallah the zeal the enthusiasm sometimes is there to come to, to uh, do more and more good amal which is indeed very excellent but if the person doesn't work on these obstacles cleaning out these uh, things on the path, then he's going to trip up. 
MashaAllah he'll do the good, but then as going along, he'll trip on one thing, then he'll trip on another thing, and as a result, keeps delaying the progress, and keeps hampering the progress, and often a person finds himself right there where he was, because despite MashaAllah the good he's doing, but these things are not being cleared out of the way. So this is a very, very important aspect that we need to keep focusing on, keep checking within ourselves, making dua among the things that are the remedies for this hasad. One is that a person always initiates salam to whoever he feels some kind of feelings of this nature. He be the one to initiate the salam. Now again, salam, the very word salam, salam, salamati, peace. Peace, even just hearing the word peace brings a kind of sweetness. Brings a kind of, hearing the word peace makes a person feel some kind of peace. So peace in itself is sweet. Now salam, making salam is invoking peace. Now and he will keep initiating salam, he is adding that sweetness. There is a kind of bitterness that has come in, he is adding sweetness. He is adding, now salam is well wishing, it's a dua, Allah Ta'ala keep you with salamati. So now this well wishing. Now this is exactly the issue, that there are so many things to, available to us, to keep adding that sweetness. Person, sometimes a person says that, I don't even look forward to going home. Why you don't look forward to going home? Home is supposed to be home. Say, well, what carries on in the house, house, and this and that. So in the cause of the conversation, then, you make salam when you enter the house. Well, sometimes I make salam, and sometimes I forget. And so that when it's sometimes, sometimes, that sometimes answer means that that sometimes I make is like about 5% and the sometimes is 95%. That's the way of nevertheless lightening it, saying sometimes. So sometimes it's meant to give the impression to the listener that it's probably 50-50. Or maybe that sometimes I forget, meaning that 5% I forget and 95% times, but often it's the other way around. But that's just the way of just watering it down and making it sound. So in the sometimes answer, sometimes answer says a lot. And it always says a lot, more often than not, sometimes answer says a lot. So, now, if that entry into that home is without the sweetness, the entry into that home is without salam, so now there's already a bitter entry. So now the person is complaining about the bitterness in the home, but what is available to bring the sweetness right at the first step that is already being neglected? Then, Nabi Salaam's entry to the home was, was, was with a smile. Now that smile itself is given such uh, mention in the Hadith Sharif, La tahqiranna min al-ma'rufi shay'an. Don't ever regard any good deed as trivial. Now, and then Nabi Salaam gives the example, even if it means smiling at your Muslim brother. Now, this example in particular, the reason being that this is regarded often as trivial. Let alone other contexts, let alone other contexts, person entering his home, home with a smile, is, sometimes advise somebody, he starts feeling a little bit odd. Now, I want to walk into the house smiling now. Like as if that's a crime. As if that was the wrong thing to do. Now these are the prescriptions of the Hadith Sharif, the prescriptions from the Sallallahu what can be sweeter than that? And why won't this bring sweetness into the whole equation? But now that gets neglected, the person feels that he has to walk into the house showing his authority and everybody must now be at alert and attention. So that's the 
first step is creating bitterness so then what's going to follow thereafter so these are the prescriptions that we have been given as mentioned that there are certain things which are clear prescriptions for being miserable unfortunately that's what we adopt whether sometimes knowingly whether unwittingly but unfortunately that's what we do and those things that have been given to us as clear prescriptions for that sweetness now just these two things entering the home with salam entering with a smile now already that will start bringing sweetness but that is neglected so this is what we have to focus on so this ilaj of hasad we are talking about initiating salam among the very very effective things is making dua earnest dua for that person and this is for any any kind of negative feelings that sometimes creep into the heart about somebody we all insan one is pain if somebody has done something to somebody somebody has said something hurtful it's human nature you feel pain you feel hurt but that hurt is one thing that hurt sometimes gives rise to some ill feeling so pain is something else and ill feeling is something else it's possible that pain might still remain when the ill feeling has been taken out of the equation human nature that insan is insan he can still feel pain on something but ill feeling is something else but to clear that ill feeling no matter what that reason for that might have been in the first place one of the very effective things is to take the person's name and make dua for him and do it once twice five times 10 times very quickly that will get cleared out allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq akhir da'wana alhamdulillah